G'day Debrief listeners, Naughty here on a Wednesday in lockdown doing some bonus content. I reached out to a man that we spoke to two years ago in the studio. We did a great interview with the 122 gamer, the best and fairest vice captain and had that beautiful peroxided hair in 2005. Him and the banditos, Bruce Robertson, uh, Uze and of course Brent Maloney. Brent Maloney is a demon through and through so he had some amazing insights ahead of the Lions game, of course, finished his career up there in Queensland with the Lions. He goes to all of the home, home games as well, so um, he knows what he's talking about, and he's a senior football coach too. So great to get his insight into the clash coming up, but also it was really cool to talk about Gorney and his rise because Gorney was only in the first couple of years before De- Beamer departed the club, um, and then, of course, Adam Uze was there for quite a bit when uh, Beamer was going around as well. So just, again... Looking to get a bit of insight into Ooze and everything that he's doing down at the club. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. I'll play a little teaser here. If you want to listen to the extended version and get all those juicy parts that I just referenced, then you'll have to become a subscriber, of course. Pledge your hard-earned to the debrief so we can continue to create great content for you. Just make sure you head over to thehoard.com. We'll have our links on our social pages as well if you haven't already subscribed. Anyway, I'll roll the tape and get to a bit of Beamer. You're a demon, a loyal demon, a childhood demon, of course, but uh, we won't talk about the Cats. You're only there for a couple of years. Um, <laughs> but, but, of course, you did play or finish your career, rather, with the Lions, and it's very pertinent because we've got this massive mammoth clash coming up. We'll get into that in a little bit more detail later, but let's actually just speak about the Ds. We're 10-1. and one. We're absolutely flying. We're so balanced defensively. I've never seen a Melbourne side like this. No offence to uh, your boys back in 05 and 06. They were good years, and I, I really enjoyed the uh, the elimination final win against uh, the mob that I hate, St Kilda. But I've been, I've been talking to my dad about this a lot over the phone. May, Lever, even Petty's come in and done a great role. Hibbo looks inspired at the moment. Trent Rivers looks like he's a 10-year veteran in the, in the back line. It's, it's the defensive solidity. It's the players, the two-way running, Gus Brayshaw, his selfless role. I've, I honestly don't think I've seen a, a Melbourne team run this hard um, and be so selfless for each other. What have you made of it? Yeah, look, uh, obviously watching last Friday night from home, you know, that's the best I've ever seen Melbourne play. Wow. That is the best I've ever seen him play, um, obviously defensively, but also you know, on the attack. And you just watch them defensively, how well organised they are and um, you know, how well they're working as a team. All right, it is team defence, you know, so they're clogging up the space. They didn't allow the Bulldogs to go through the corridor and they made them go long down the line, which is perfect for Gorn and guys like Lever. They love the high ball coming in. So, you know, it, they put a plan together and it worked. And uh, obviously the Bulldogs love a free-flowing, you know, they play a pretty fast-paced style of footy and the Brisbane Lions are exactly the same. So, um, yeah, they're a very high-scoring team. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, contest. Yeah, it certainly will be. Are you surprised by just how well it's clicked for Melbourne this year? I know on this podcast we've often spoken about the talent base is there and, um, we often referenced 2018 as a year that was probably a little bit too soon for the group, given the fact that there are a lot of key players or high draft picks like Oliver, Brayshaw, Petrarca that only played 50, 60 games to that point. So it was always going to take a little bit more time for those boys to find their consistency. Did you think Melbourne actually had this in them? 
Yeah, look, obviously we did have that, you know, that spike in 2018 and then the disappointment of 2019 and 2020. But um, it's a little bit like you look at the Bulldogs when they won the flag was at 2016. You know, they sort of come from nowhere and they were still a very young list. Look, we didn't get that far, but it's a very similar, you know, um, age demographic. And um, sometimes when you have that quick spike, um, you know, there's obviously some downfalls after that. So, um, but they've got their feet, you know, um, they've got their, their style of footy back going. Um, they've obviously worked on their team defence. They've brought some guys in like Mark Williams, Adam Uze, you know, some new coaches who have been around the traps for a long time and been very successful um, at, at successful footy clubs. So um, I think that's helped a lot um, with, for, with Goody um, to have that support around him and uh, bringing in new ideas. And look, it's, as I said, to be 10 and 1, you know, to, to you know, slip a game at Adelaide by one point probably doesn't hurt, takes the pressure off a little bit because I could feel that, you know, the media and that was talking about, you know, 9-0, and 8-0 and, and and not losing a game. It's, it doesn't hurt to, to drop one, you know. Um, and then obviously to see them bounce back like they did last week and um, and beat the Bulldogs convincingly, it was very pleasing. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And there was a big part of me that was hoping that we would beat the Bulldogs because I've been pretty frank about the fact that I think that our system is better than theirs. Um, I think they wilt under a little bit of pressure and we saw that against Richmond. And then obviously it wasn't more, it wasn't really about the pressure last week. It was probably more about the way that Melbourne had set up defensively and blocked the space and didn't go bees to a honeypot um, and yep. didn't allow the Bulldogs to flick it around with their handball happy game. So it was just a joy to watch Beamer. Um, obviously, every single player is bought into the system. And I want to speak about role players. You speak about Charlie Spargo, Neil Bullen, Rivers, Hunty, these types of guys who have really stepped up in a big way this season. Um, and I think Scotty, my brother, often talks about, you know, it's the bottom six that uh, often gets us over the line. Um, yes, you've got to have that smattering of class, and we certainly do. We've got the key pillars, but we've also got the X factor in the middle. But I've been super, super impressed with the guys that I just mentioned. And I wanted to ask you, is there anyone, again, that has taken you by surprise this season? Yeah, look, I look at that Trent Rivers, and he just looks like a 100-game player. He looks um, so composed. Um, he's good in a one-on-one contest, and uh, he's been... You know, very surprising for such a for such a young player. Um, obviously, Neil Bullen, he's probably been, you know, a frustrating one for supporters over the past few years, um, you know, with some of his kicking and stuff like that. But, you know, he's had an outstanding year. We, we knew he had the work rate. He was probably the hardest worker in the team. You know, his GPS results were, you know, sky high. And, um, you know, he's obviously playing that fifth and sixth role, that high-pressure forward, which is a difficult role to play. Um, a lot of the time, the ball's, going over your head and you've got to get front and centre and put pressure on and, and they probably don't get the um, accolades that um, that other you know midfielders get and stuff like that. So um, it's good to see that he's um, having a fantastic year. Obviously, Spargo, we know his pressure, you know, his chase tackle pressure is um, outstanding and we've got speed. You know, when the ball hits the ground, you know, the speed, you know, that's where the chase tackle pressure comes and, um, you know, and that's where we create turnovers and and, and then we get the ball going our way again. But, you know, obviously Tommy McDonald, you know, um, yeah. you know, I know he's, he's probably a bigger name, but, you know, he just keeps popping up. And, um, you know, he's just seen him come at the footy, lead at the footy. He's got – he's full of confidence. He's kicking the ball well. You know, I thought, you know, with Ben Brown coming in, I thought, you know, how's this going to work? Um, and, 
um, you know, he's, they've obviously squeezed him out. So um, he can't get a game at the moment, which is which is really healthy. You know, I'd love to see Benny playing and, you know, he will get another opportunity. But um, that just shows how strong we are and how deep we go um, with our list. Wonderful stuff there from Beamer. If you want to listen to the full version, the 30-minute version, of course, you will have to be a subscriber of thehoard.com. Just head over there, subscribe annually or monthly. We'll be back on Thursday for the podcast with Nuggets and Adzi ahead of the big clash against the Lions on Friday night.